Passing Dimes is over the moon to partner with Betstamp. Betstamp is a mobile app in the sports betting space that shows you the odds from every sports book in one spot. Do you enjoy betting on the NHL, the NBA, the NFL, World Cup, or more? With Betstamp, you can compare the best available odds at one sportsbook versus the worst odds at another sportsbook all in one place. Go to the App Store today and download Betstamp for free and use code DIMES. That's D-I-M-E-S. For a limited time, Betstamp is offering you, a friend of the show, an opportunity to learn more about Betstamp and several sportsbooks where you can get an edge in online sports betting. Message the Passing Dimes Instagram or Facebook account for more information. Hello and welcome back to Sharp Cuts. My name is Garrett May alongside Josh Nickel. As always, welcome back to the show, Josh. We are killing it two weeks in a row. Let's do this. We may or may not have needed to take some time to get this, but that's besides the point, Josh. We're back and we're ready to go. And you know who's also killing it two weeks in a row is you, Josh, immediate player of the week. I don't you must be a master manipulator. You've manipulated me to do this show with you for over a year, which is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. And you somehow continue to manipulate people to volunteer to join us on this show, which is ridiculous. And you've outdone yourself today. Please welcome to the show, Brandy Wilkerson. Brandy, welcome back to Sharp Cuts. How you doing? Oh, I'm fantastic. I'm so looking forward to chatting with you guys. Well, that's being very nice, probably too nice. Now, I got to know, how did Josh wrangle you into coming on the show? Like, did he promise you money or like there's no what he must have give some incentive. You can't be this nice to me for the rest of your lives now. No, no, Uh, no. Obviously, I I mean, I'm not surprised. (laughs) Makes sense. You know, have a side job. (laughs) Okay. Well, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us. So let's let's break the ice here. Let's get into it. Josh, just keep just don't even say anything. Just keep being over there looking good. Um, let's break the ice a little bit, Brandy, because we're kind of in a weird stage of the year um, in, a, in a weird year as well in terms of timing. But I was reading online and apparently we're we're doing the year end of kind of the first year of the pro I'm going to quote pro beach tour right, where right. we rebranded the tour from, I guess, the, the world tour that volleyball, I don't know, whatever, whatever it's been called over the years. And this was like the first year. So I'm curious, Brandy, I mean, you've been playing on the tour, you've been to events playing with different partners. And so I'm curious from your perspective, how was this year any different than the years past? Like what has the pro beach tour looked like to you? I mean, it's definitely been different and this is, I think last season uh, has been the first season where I felt like there was more communication with the people running the show. So like the the volleyball world people, whether we liked what they were doing or not, this is the only time where I had faces to the name of the CEOs and I kind of had ideas for their vision and they kind of pitched what their plan was for the season. I think on board at, at the initial stages, I was on board for what they were doing because I think that there is like a level of, Uh, business and like professionalizing the sport that needs to happen that we saw glimpses of with other tours, like major series and all these people that were really trying to do it. And so we need people who aren't like these passionate volleyball people and we just need business people to be stepping in. So that's kind of what I was like, Oh, this could be interesting. I think a lot of things fell through 
uh, in real time when we were at tournaments and maybe we didn't see a lot of those things kind of solidify. So there was some disappointment. There's a lot of confusion. There's maybe some, you know, not so great experiences, but I'd like to stay optimistic because at the end of the day, like when you're changing things, things kind of get ugly at first, but it takes a couple of years for things to happen. So, I mean, and at the end of the day, we don't really have a choice. Like this is a tour we play on. So where else are we going to go? Of course you can start another tour. Yeah. Go for it. I'm not personally. Don't plant that seed here, Brandy. That's just, I mean, we don't have the, it's not in the budget. I mean, the sharp cuts tour is dead on arrival. It's not happening. So, I mean, we're stuck with the pro beach tour. I'll wait for that. Yeah. So it's like, you could be stuck there complaining and being pissed off the whole time. Or it's just like, you know, like do what you can take what's good and just like keep working to make it better for probably, I don't know if I'll be playing in a tour that makes that runs smoothly and is happy. I don't know if I'll be playing for that long, but I would like to at least be a part of making that happen for someone out there. That's interesting that you say like it does seem different because I mean, I guess from the outside, I mean, we'd see the differences in the tournament structure and the naming and kind of some of those changes and see the difference in the media and how they're going to coverage it and kind of bring some things to it. But it doesn't seem that different, but kind of interesting to hear that like like as a player, you're getting a little bit more insight into some of the action behind the scenes, what they're trying to kind of businessify the event a little bit, which is kind yeah. of nice because I guess historically all the players have been trying to do that themselves, right? Get their own sponsorships and you know, try to turn themselves into a business. So now you kind of get that aspect. So like, how does that play out? Like you go into the technical inquiry and then there's like a presentation about the beach pro tour <laughs> folks, or is it like, like, is there an email thread going around that all the players are on? Like, how does that play out? I mean, there's definitely like emails, which is probably why people don't know what's going on. I mean, nobody, the athletes are the worst for checking their emails, but, um, no, I mean the, the IBPBA, like the player association is strong and it's worth, you know, paying and being a part of because they have meetings, they share a lot of information and they're the ones that have direct communications and set up these like uh, video calls with these people, like whether it's FIVB or volleyball world or any of these people. And then you just got to like tune in. <laughs> Gosh, that, so it, it's, I mean, I played on the tour, but I didn't really, I yeah. mean, I, I did, but I didn't like play on the tour like, like you are, but it's just weird to think about there being a, a players association. Like that was, that right. was just never a thing. And you're saying it's strong and they're like doing stuff, but you pay into it. It's just like, okay, that, that, so that's different already. Like, so that I can see how they would want to have a relationship with the beach pro tour folks. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like an effort to, you know, defend the players' rights. And like we all have been <laughs> struggling in different ways. And like you said, everyone's trying to do their own sponsorship thing. And I think beach is inherently like a very individual sport. I get why everyone's like out for themselves. It's kind of the way the sport is. But when you're trying to make things happen on a tour, it just gets messy if everyone's just going their own way. So, I mean, the, the, the players association is a good step forward, I think, or at least again, what are the other options? So, <laughs> Gosh, great to hear it. And I, I mean, you sound so positive, Brandy, like you're like, you've done a million interviews and you're like, gosh, we got to try to break these barriers down here, Josh. It's sharp cuts. This isn't like a highbrow show here. Okay. And I mean, like we, we're going to keep Josh silent for as long as we can on the show. Like that's how the level of show we're trying to go for here. And Brandy's bringing this professional interview style mentality. Gosh, we're trying to break the ice here, Brandy. So great to hear it. Now let's 
connecting to last week, we gave a, a a clown of the week to the you know end of year media stuff for what they call some of the highlight films. Have you seen these like end of year uh, videos where they're like you know top spikes or like top blocks? Yeah, like I don't know. Would would you watch them? But some of them are like top skilled attacks, top bump overs on one, which it just, no. I don't know. I gave it a clown of the week for making the sport sound so uncool. Is that the type of language we're talking about with these beach volleyball world folks? Or is it, or is it still work in progress? <laughs> the wrong things. Cause I didn't even know that was going on. So that would take a dang on everything I was saying. If I'm watching the highlight reels of top bump over. On one, yeah, that's not great, Randy. You gotta get some bump over on ones in so you can be on the year end highlight clip of best bump over on ones. What am I doing? My priorities are so messed up. (laughs) Seriously, anytime you peel, go for the volley on one surprise. Get in that highlight clip, turn it into they made a highlight video of Adrian Carolyn Bula's sky balls, just him, just a highlight video of him. Yeah, which I get, but like, where's the Brandy Wilkerson volley over on one highlight video? Or I don't know. What's the token Brandy play? The token Brandy play. Oh, we're going to have to come up with one. And it's going to be outrageous, obviously. I'm left handed. Nothing looks normal. I mean, crushing a down ball on two is pretty standard for Brandy. But is that unique to Brandy? Yeah, no, the two, it's going to have to be like a weird two ball. Like a. Jumbo pokey two ball or something. <laughs> <laughs> two ball jumbo pokey. The Brandy Wilkerson. Year end highlight. Best pokies on two jumbo. It's just Brandy. <laughs> gonna be Let's go for it. Okay. Well, we're we're nearing 10 minutes into the episode, and I think Josh, you should say something. You should contribute something to this show. What Dude, do you got? I done my job. I went and got the guest. Now I just have to stay out of the way and listen to Brandy tell stories here the whole time. And as she's explaining this, Garrett, I was I was vibing. I was getting positive with the new tour people. I don't know if you followed the Latvians there at the World Tour Finals, and she showed what was called the Fan Zone, Garrett. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'm Googling it. You can't find anything about it. So every time we take one step forward, we take two steps back. We're like, she's like giving like the Instagram live tour of the venue. And it's like, oh, there's a huge fan zone. It looks super cool, Garrett. You can't Google it. So even if you're a fan, how do you know it exists? if you don't follow one of the players wait like i could be at the tournament read like get the 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 post about the fan zone and be like i want to get in the fan zone and then not be able to find the fan zone no 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 it's not that bad i think like if you're there you would know it existed but i think we're not trying to get the people who are there like if we're selling a canadian tour we wouldn't like tell jay about it jay would just show up he would know about it we're trying to get the fans who are on the fence who aren't there garrett to give them incentive to go so this is for fans who don't follow the sport be like there's a festival event there's places to hang out there's stuff to do in between games You, you can't find it that's a good point. We want to see that. Brandy, you've got to get some footage for us of the absolute loons who show up to the big stadium games and just the beauty time they're having. Just, I mean, I'm sure you get that. Like in Cancun when you guys were down there and uh, they got the folks right up on the courts walking down from the resort. I'm sure you get a few yahoos down there, right? Eh? There's a couple. I mean, I tend to just make friends with them. So they just go from being the most rowdy people to like the biggest Canadian supporters. So that's what you got to do. You got to just get them on your side. I think by the end of the year, we had a group of, I think, a mix of Austrian Swiss people that came and got drunk and had Canadian flags and was screaming at any game that we were playing. Um, So that was great at that point. How do you swing them? 
Like you're playing Austria. You're, you're playing Austria or Switzerland, and they're there cheering against their own country for you. <laughs> no, I don't think I've swung anyone to, to cheer against their country yet, other than Americans. I have a couple Americans will cheer against. Nice. But... Uh no, Euros are tough. So it's like they uh, they gotta not be playing. They be out of out of the tournament, and then you're their next favorite pick. Yeah, Josh, people are hungry for a team to cheer for. So I bet yeah. Randy walking around trying to make friends with the drunk folks is gonna go over <laughs> real well. Are you kidding me? They're just hungry for that. I bet. Can we make that a thing that you go to the tournament and you cheer for your team, but when they get eliminated, you have to cheer for the team that eliminated them. So just like it builds towards the final, Garrett, that your crowd keeps growing and growing. Yes. So in the final, it's 50-50, like fully <laughs> evenly matched because everybody well, got Unless it's in Vienna. It's a, if it's in Vienna and you beat Austria in the first game, you have all the crowd. You have the whole crowd for the rest yeah. of the tournament. <laughs> right. I see. <laughs> That would be interesting and never going to happen, Josh, unless Brandy's there swaying the crowd. Because I agree, though, Josh is right, Brandy. You go to tournaments, people just cheer for you. Like, what are you out there after games being like, hey, like, come cheer for me. Like, are you like, how are you how are you doing this? I don't know. I do. Um, I do have a lot of random conversations with people. So maybe people feel like we're best so, friends. Yes. I'm You're in, out there doing the work. I'm into, <laughs> I'm into it. I'll talk to anyone that's out here supporting. That's great. Because <laughs> good volleyball is not enough, Garrett. The the other day, uh, no, New York was playing TMU, not. and our right side hit a sea ball inside the attack line. I'm not even boosting. He absolutely creamed the sea ball, and the fans didn't cheer. And I was like, aren't you guys here to watch volleyball? I don't care if you're cheering for TMU. That's a good volleyball play. They couldn't even, like, clap or cheer, where it just seems like Brandy gets a shit slam and smiles, and the crowd goes, yes, Brandy! Brandy hits a jumbo pokey two ball with a left hand and the crowd goes crazy. Like they have to delay the next serve because it's too loud. They have to delay. They can't like they can't restart the game until the crowd quiets down. (laughs) I mean, I get it. That's a good segue into something else I wanted to ask you about, Brandy. And, you know, when we have guests on the show, Josh gives me the. The update, the heads up, sometimes not that long before we record these, but um, the I was doing a little bit know. of research. I was doing a little bit of research, trying to just get a sense. And so I, I was checking out your Instagram page and I mean, you're inching close to a hundred thousand followers. Am I right on that number? Yeah. That's an unreal number. Like <laughs> a beach volleyball player with a hundred thousand followers. Like let that, let that sink in for a second. <laughs> Holy, 100,000 people clicked that follow button. So congrats on that. I mean, you're not there yet. So let's not count the eggs before that. But you're getting close. And you're there. Like, like 2,000 away or something. By coming on the show, she just might get it, Garrett. <laughs> yes. Let's say that. I'll just say a thank you already ahead of time. Have yeah. a good feeling, Maybe but- by the time this airs, you will have gotten 100,000. And so we can tell the future. Josh, here's another prediction for us. You will have 100,000 subscribers and we're going to be right on that. Yes, we were right. So congrats on that. Um, that's I mean, that's exciting. You, you got the verified check. It's it's looking real. Some big numbers there. Um, but then I, I was going in the post and I was checking it and I was looking at some of the comments and I got to be honest, there's a lot of hearts in the comments, which is like people like to spread the love. It's like, great. But then there's the occasional comment that's like, 
whoa, like, hey, hey, hey there, easy there. I'm curious if you read your comments and if you do, like, how does that play out in your head when you're reading through and you see some of these, like, I don't even know what to call them. <laughs> Wait, okay. So first question, no, I don't always read the comments. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes I do see random ones that do make me pause and I'm like, wow, someone wrote that today. Uh, yeah. Out loud to me that's interesting so that's always like you know it's a good laugh it's a good reason to smile and uh it is it's it's what what were you talking about what are you seeing though well i don't want to like i don't know if i should like go <laughs> and pull them up and read them and like put these people on blast and be like hey you wrote this this thing which we're saying is weird i mean maybe maybe okay. i should i won't do that but let me use let me use an analogy. We'll let the listener go and check out for themselves on your Instagram page. And by the way, follow Brandy on Instagram. Are you kidding me? She's at 100,000 followers. Let's go. Um, then you can read the comments. But yeah. let me use an analogy for me. So we're all feeling a little less awkward about this. So if somebody goes on my Instagram and puts a comment and goes, hey, hey, buddy, loving that beautiful chin. You got a beauty chin. It's super cut. Love that. You know, I'm going to read yeah. that. And, I, you know, I'm going to, how should I feel about that? Should I be like, oh, great. This person loves my chin. Like, that's cool. <laughs> or should it be like, this is creepy. Why are you looking at my chin? Like, so you're getting stuff. Uh, I don't want to say like that. I mean, but no. in that vein. So do you like, no, do you okay. go, okay, this is a compliment. I'll take it on. We're on the same page. Um, yeah, you know, it's funny because, like, I have such a love-hate relationship with how, I'll just say it, like, how sexualized uh, our sport is. Uh, hate because it's, like, sometimes it's a deterrent from, you know, how amazing, and especially for women, like, the women female body is and like the amazing things it can do and obviously how skilled these players are um but outside of that it, the love is like i love being feminine i love sexuality i love sensuality i love like sh like being able to have that kind of like feminine touch to being very strong and athletic so if there's a, a appreciation because it's like on a very superficial like physical level and like someone saying comment you know it's not always like it's definitely never my intention when I'm posting to be like oh I hope someone comments on my ass today like never but it's like oh it is what it is you know it's part of the sport and I'm putting myself out there and thankfully I'm getting a lot of love and it is something that just was a journey for me it was took a very long time to be confident in my own skin in my own body to be able to put myself out there to be able to just like laugh at any comment or appreciate or see the good even in the creepy so uh now I'm good with it and I and I hope to continue to be able to like bring the two worlds together into something a little less like superficial and a little more like appreciative of like the amazing women on tour and just how amazing um you know you can be feminine and strong <laughs> gosh like you took a moment of me being a little bit of a shyster 
with the Instagram <laughs> comments and really took it in a really thoughtful direction. Gosh, good, good for you. Because if I posted a video and somebody was like, hey, Garrett, great ass. I'd be like, I'd feel good for like five seconds. And then I'd be like, I got to shut my entire account down. <laughs> so, I mean, gosh, good for you. Josh and I don't know what that's like. Definitely Josh doesn't know what that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Josh, you got any comments like that on your Instagram post? Do you ever get a sharp cuts being like, hey, look at that beauty red beard on Josh Nickel. No, nothing personal, thankfully. I think the most thing we got comments on is when I uh, framed Garrett for putting a curse on Western. That one got a lot of traction. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing that I, I, like the only way I can relate to what you've been talking about is like with the YouTube stuff, right? We like, we put stuff out there and like, so I've had some weird comments on the YouTube channel being like, you know, calling me out, like really kind of hurtful <laughs> stuff, right? But it's like, I don't know, you, you kind of got to take that risk if you want to put yourself out there in some ways. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, like it's not it's not OK. You still have, are a person. You got to deal with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But it sounds like you got a really healthy perspective on the whole thing. I'm, I'm impressed. Damn. Well, shit. Thank you. I'm trying out here. <laughs> yeah. Well, one guy on YouTube told me that I looked like I was juggling a pair of balls in each hand on YouTube. And what? I was like. Right. What the heck is that? Was buried for like a week after that. Oh shit. So it's like, man, you need to go go play a volleyball match the next day when everybody thinks you're juggling a pair of balls in each hand. It's like that's not uh that's tough to do. So I mean, yeah. I, I do have one Instagram question for Brandy. She answered that so gracefully and so awesome. That was good that we got this on the show, Garrett. But uh, you're friends with Trevor Crabb, who I think it is awesome on social media. And the one I want to bring up is he posted his new partner announcement, Garrett, by showing his new partner absolutely shit slamming his old partner in a short video highlight. So, Brandy, with you being friends with Trev, he's got to be doing this on purpose. He 100% he's totally aware of what he's doing. This is like to poke the bear. He, he loves being the villain, right? Yeah, no, he's, you mean, I mean, he's good at it. Everyone loves doing what they're good at. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty on brand. Uh, love that for him. I mean, he's super fired up when people want to like have little battles with him. And honestly, it's like, it's the people who perform under pressure. So he's just trying to create as much pressure as he can. And he does perform. I'll give it to him. Don't ever play that clip for him though. I will not tell him in person, but no, he's just, <laughs> he's probably not watching. And if you are, yeah. subscribe. I mean, thanks for joining us. <laughs> Buddy. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, my God. Awesome. So yeah. Okay. Well, it's a good time, I think, as any to segue into the fan favorite segment of the show. It's Players and Clowns of the Week. And so, I mean, we have verified this, Brandy. We don't have that many fans, but the fans we do have have confirmed this is the favorite. So, I mean, hey. talking about performing under pressure pressure starts now you we have to deliver so let's get ready and um i think we'll, i mean we'll start with players of the week josh i think i'm gonna start i'm not even gonna give you the option because i'm worried you took mine uh okay so jumping in player of the week this week for me is ontario volleyball's region three program and Josh, I don't know how if you've heard of this, but I read an article, and I hope it's true, that they offered free coaching sessions 
eight free coaching sessions to any coach registered in Region 3 for, for anyone. It was just free. Just register and show up for these coaching sessions. And two of them were the NCCP certification courses that you kind of need to do. You need to do those like two-day things to get your coaching certification for level one, which I did. And it cost 600 bucks. Like we paid 550 or something to go to do these courses. And they're offering it for free in Region 3. And this was the quote, Josh. I'm going to quote it because it was a great quote. And the quote is... Um, Region 3's belief is that coaches should not be paying out of pocket for the cost of being a better volunteer and meeting certification standards. And I was just like, that is absolutely awesome, Region 3. You're absolutely right. You talk about getting coaches involved, getting them certification, give it to them for free if you can, and we'll get more coaches in. So congrats, Region 3. Josh, you a little bit jealous? I think the only thing I was jealous about is I, I wasn't asked to present Garrett. I saw the list of presenters and I, they, they did a great job, but uh, my, my phone didn't ring. They passed me up too. So, I mean, you know, we, we I could have taught a course on like chirping on through the net or fantastic box squad celebrations. Like I, those were omitted. So they don't offer those for free. You got to pay for those, I guess. I think that's a great use of resources though. Cause I believe the regions get like X number of dollars per member. Like the, the OVA membership fees, they're divvied up a couple of ways. So let's for simple math, say $5 a member goes to the region. What a great use of funding to like put it into coach development, which is then going to help athlete development, right? Like that's, I, I don't know, like that money usually goes to helping with Ontario summer games or regional programs. Like it usually goes to good places, but I think this one's just going to have a huge ripple effect. So Chris Lawson and whoever else helped organize this, that, that's a great program. Amazing. The nation's best are coming to Hamilton. The Marauders are proud to host the 2023 U Sports Men's Volleyball National Championship and will welcome the top men's volleyball teams in Canada to McMaster University. Eight teams, 11 games, and only one champion. Secure your spot now and be there to catch all of the action. Your seat awaits. Tickets are available at marauders.ca slash tickets. Yes. And I was jealous that I like, I want my 500 bucks back. Like I, I don't know. I should have just registered in region three and gone and done it, but it's too late, Josh. So congrats to region three. I'm incredibly jealous player of the week. Okay, Josh, over to you. I'll pay dollars for a chirping class. I'll do that. You get your money back there. I'll do that. Maybe, maybe that's the business model for sharp cuts. Josh is we, <laughs> hold seminars on the least used and any least relevant volleyball skills. <laughs> There's not enough female chirpers. You chirp like, at the net? No, I don't. You don't? Cause nobody's and talking back. Or that's a different story. I was the worst. I was the worst in the indoor. Rash had to tell me to shut up, but in beach, not a word, nothing. It's crazy. Well, then hopefully we'll get a bunch of the women on tour to sign up for our course, Josh, and it can increase the budget here of sharp cuts. Not going to say the course is going to be good. And see if anyone's interested in the course. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Send out some feelers uh, among the the players, Brandy. See what the, see what the vibe is for something like that. And we'll, we'll workshop it. (laughs) See, even if the course is bad, Garrett, and they chirp us, we can just be like, see, that was good. You did learn something. It's working. It's working. The course is working. <laughs> We've built yes. deniability no matter how it goes. <laughs> yes, Josh. 
Uh, Garrett, my player of the week is recently retired, announced it this week. Bruno from Brazil is calling it a career. And when you look back, you can make a really strong argument that Bruno was the best player in the world. So 2015 world champion, 2016 Olympic champion. He won five tournaments in a row, six on the season. Like to win five tournaments in a row on the tour is absolutely bananas. What a stud athlete. And I mean, Garrett, he's shorter than you. I think he's closer to my size. So for him to be the best player in the world, to be able to do that for as long as he did. I mean, he's not just, he, he went to a couple of Olympics. He won 2016, but uh, yeah, great career. Congratulations to that guy calling it a shot here. Retired Bruno. Oh, Lee, I yeah. didn't even get that. So out of the loop. That's crazy. Yeah. Congrats to Bruno. And yeah. way to call, call me out for him being shorter than me. Like, what does that have to do with me? Like, why are you going to bring me into it? He's, yeah, he's shorter guy. He's shorter than me, for sure. And I played him in matches twice, and he beat me twice. So thanks for that reminder, Josh, as well. We played him in Rio in his home court at night, and he just dominated us, me and Dan. So, I mean, congrats to Bruno. I also I also played him in practice with Rich Van Heusen back in the day. Um, hey. Yeah, which was kind of random. So anyway, congrats to Bruno. Yeah, I, I remember... Those years, because I think that was in like the heyday, he could put his serve within like, you know, a few feet. Um, like he could pick the sideline and he and he'd hit it like 75 and he just find the spots. And I was super inspired by that. I was like, I got to I got to have that because I'm not going to be a guy who's going to go and, you know, rip powerful aces. I got to find the spots. And I never did, but he could. So, yeah, it was dominant. I bring up his size, Garrett, because there's a lot of people in the, the nerdy volleyball community who think defenders need to be 195 because of Sorum's success and Wickler and uh, Krishelnikov and all these other guys. But there's still some, you know, normal heighted people doing well on tour. Obviously, he's not one of them as he just retired, but uh, you don't have to be 6'6 to be a defender on tour. No. And the guys you mentioned are my height. Krishelnikov, I'm looking Krishelnikov in the eye. I'm looking Wickler in the eye. What are you saying? Maybe they're all liars. <laughs> And then Bruno's even smaller. <laughs> yeah, You're yeah, like, yeah, like okay. Bruno is tiny compared to those boosters. Yeah, they're saying they're six five. Yeah, they ain't. <laughs> anyway, I agree. Like, I mean, you don't have to be big, and he was a definite example of that. And then he's gone. There's, who's out there holding it down for the short guys? Left. I think how tall in real life, uh, Brandy is Taylor. He's probably the best, like mighty might oh, defender yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, Taylor's yeah that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. He's holding it down and he's a great heel. Great heel. Love that. <laughs> Although he's short, so you want to cheer for him. He's the obvious underdog, but he's the heel in all these situations. Taylor is easier to cheer for than Trevor. Trevor is the one who I called uh, player of the week when he uh, slapped a guarantee on that ass when he won the AVP event that he called like a week before he was going to win it. <laughs> uh, like, like TV. It's like you can't stop. You just keep tuning in. <laughs> we need more of that. We need more of that. All righty. Well, great players of the week so far, I think. So, you know, if I don't say so myself. So over to you, Brandy. What do you got for us? We're going to have to talk this one out loud because I don't have anyone. My world has literally been Mel and I training in the mountains of Malibu. And then we played a couple of the American teams. And that's the scope of my world right now. Okay. Okay. What is happening? Great. We got some material to work with. So who's okay. been who's been the most dominant out of 
that group? Like outside of myself. Well, it could include you. We've had, we, have we ever had a self player of the week call out? Gosh, we must have. I don't think we've ever had a self player of the week call out, but it could be a first. Just for that simple reason, I'll do it. I'll be the one. I'll take it. Okay. All congrats to Brandy <laughs> for being player of the week. Self-proclaimed. Player of the week. Yeah. Why? You got to you got to sell us on why though. Great. You know, I'm having a great time out there. I'm feeling good. You know what? I'll give it to myself because I'm learning a lot of new skills that I in previous years have not tried to implement in gameplay. I haven't done, you know, or haven't been coached on a lot. And so I'm really trying to elevate my game on all fronts and I think I'm doing a decent job of not completely going crazy and being super frustrated and trying it <laughs> and I'll take it okay. to the chin when it doesn't work. <laughs> okay congrats on the player of the week award Brandy but Brandy is picking a player that you didn't sell I don't think you sold it to us well player of the week for having a great time I just think is low on the, low on the reasons why we give it out but hey because I picked her, Melissa as a defender, and she's a badass. So I think I am I'm, I'm winning on all fronts there. I so that's agree. great. How about Player of the Week yeah. for dominating? Every, just dominating. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I think some listeners are probably speculating. We got an answer here, Brittany. Are you going to be hand setting on tour? Like, what skills do you think that you didn't have that you're like going to switch on this year? Yep, hand setting. Quicker offense, spin serving. It's all there now. <laughs> Dishing the butter, ripping the spin. I mean, we're looking forward to it because, yeah. Hand setting, eh? You're going you're gonna to be dishing that butter? How's it looking so far? You chucking many? Yeah. With the nails on top of that, just to uh, really confuse people. Do the nails help or make it harder? No, they, they help my self-esteem, so it's good. So they make no difference, but they help your self-esteem. So in a roundabout way, it helps. Exactly. That's exactly what I meant. You heard it here. Get the long nails and it'll help your hand setting, everybody. Okay. Okay, Clown of the Moving Week. Moving no, on. I Clown of the Week, but I can't do that now. Um you can't well you got some time for clown of the week you can think about it a little bit you could give it to yourself it also wouldn't be the first self-proclaimed clown of the week or double player and clown of the week in the same week so we wouldn't be breaking any ground there but uh, you got some time to think about it so josh who, do you want to go first or should i because i got a couple you, you go i'll ahead. go yeah. i'll go because mine are numerous but lame so my first one, I think I'm going to try a thing here, Josh, and let me just let's get your immediate reaction. I'm going to go for a clown double down. Is that how's that sounding immediately? It really depends on your delivery. I'm intrigued, though. OK, clown yeah. double down for a previous clown of the week that I'm doubling down on. So now that we're getting. Close, and I think when listeners are listening to this, we're probably either midway or it's already passed the World Tour Finals. Sorry, the Beach Pro Tour Finals. Um, 
It is called the 2022 Beach Pro Tour Finals. And we are in 2023. So when you go back in the history books, you yeah. will see a tournament on the count. Like it, it, it absolutely makes no sense. So I'm doubling down on your clown of the week in the past, Josh, for that. So, okay. Clown double down. How are we feeling now about it? Yeah. You like it or is it a bit lame? I thought the double down was going to be that the next world tour finals is going to be this year in December. So that's all. It's a, it's a clown double down, double entendre because you're correct. (laughs) But it's a double down because Josh already made this his clown of the week months ago. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we got to. It needs to be okay. brought up and talked. Approved. We'll, we'll allow it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> okay. Well, that's a lame approval. It's well, an unenthusiastic two approval. This year, Garrett. Two finals. Like it, we're going to award the Stanley Cup twice this year. Apparently, like it's just good for us. Good for <laughs> us. We we should do it three times. Why stop there? You know. <laughs> okay, I got it. All right. What? No, I what? got more. I oh. I ain't done. Let's go. Yeah. Are well, you trying to? I mean, we can bounce it around, but I got more. Hey, the one that I might have, and that'd be the only one I have. No, I'm kidding. Go for it. Let's hear I probably it. will. So you should just hold on. Because <laughs> continuing with that theme, I'm going to give a clown to, and this is going to, I don't want to burn any bridges here. So let me preface this by saying, I think generally the Beach Pro Tour stuff is a positive, but I got to give a clown of the week to CEO of Volleyball World, Finn Taylor. Because if you go on and you give a co- uh, uh, a comment, a quote, and write it online, you know I'm going to be looking it up and just trying to pick it apart. So he said, and this this bothered me, this is pretty lame, that with the exciting talent of players that are going to be joining this year, this year's Pro Beach Tour Finals, it shows just how exciting the first ever Beach Pro Tour Finals is going to be. Which, I don't know about you, but just hits my ears weird. Because I know what he's saying. He's saying it's the first beach pro tour finals. But we've been having world tour finals for years. So it's not it's not like it's the first. So I know I really went for it on that one. Yeah. Which, hey, I get he's trying to do a sell job, but I caught you there, Finn. So maybe (laughs) let's let's come back on that one. And then Josh, I, my, for my third clown of the week, uh, I got a, I, I'm coaching indoors now and I'm seeing stuff that I've never seen before still. So I got to give it to the refs of this game. I don't know their names. I probably wouldn't say their names if I did, but we're playing a game where it's a tight battle. Their team sets the ball setter sets the ball directly into the middle's armpit, Right. Into the pit, rally over, you think. Ball's in the air. Their player, they all know it, bumps it up out of frustration. No whistle yet. Hits the tape, goes over on our side. We somehow have the wherewithal to play it. We end up losing the rally. No call. Absolutely no call on that, which is... I've never seen that before. I've seen some missed four calls, but not like this. Not where a guy sets it directly off his middle's pit and then they bump it over and they win the rally. 
Like everybody in the gym knows something except the two most important people in the room and they didn't see it. So I got to give clown a week for that as well. Josh, have you ever seen that? I've never seen that. The only one I've ever got mad at is uh, Garrett and club. We missed a middle quick, but their middle went up to like shit. Summer guy and came down and raked the net and they let the ball drop. And I tried to argue that first fault should be called. So technically he was on the net before the ball landed. And this ref tried to tell me that I don't know the rules and to look it up. So I got so mad that I called Dimitri, but Dimitri caught me down. uh, Yeah. (laughs) So it's just, yeah. When you can't have that conversation, the only thing I can say Garrett is is maybe in your younger age, you would have also got caught. Along with losing that point, so maybe you've shown some growth that you didn't like completely lose your mind and kick a chair because you didn't win this point. That is just complete bananas that this was allowed to happen. If I was the head coach, I for sure would have had a card, Josh. Like I, I'm not growing <laughs> that much, okay? But as the assistant, I can't embarrass myself and get a card as the assistant. Yeah. That's just bad, yeah. bad form, undermining your head yeah. coach, trying to be the yeah. center of attention. I'll never do that. Yeah. It gets weird. It gets weird. Yeah. But Josh, I would say the same thing to you if you were challenging me as well. I'd say, you don't know the rules. Go look it up. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I kind of am on that ref side a bit with that one. So, um, but yeah, there you have it. My clowns of the week. So, sorry, Finn. Pretty good. Pretty solid. All right. Over to you, Josh. What do you got? Brandy, you got it. Did I take yours? No, actually. Okay. Keep sitting on it. Josh, over to you. <laughs> I, I'm not that fired up, Garrett. I just feel like I'm like, as the kids say these days, I'm just like an old guy yelling at the cloud. You know, you ever seen that Simpsons meme where like Grandpa Simpson just yelling at nothing? This is like a big old nothing burger, but it really irks me, Garrett, because sport is supposed to be inclusive in terms of like everyone gets a chance to play, but the playoffs, Garrett, are not supposed to be inclusive. And in the OCAA this year, Garrett, there's a 10 team conference, eight are going to make the playoffs right now if the playoffs started it would be a two and ten team making the playoffs why is this allowed to happen high performance sport is not that inclusive in terms of everyone gets a chance to play for the world tour finals three times a year like why are we doing this so teams can say oh you know we, we went we finished you know three and twelve but we made the playoffs like is that all we're trying to get these millennials to say is we made the playoffs so they're happy with their season why does 80 percent of the league make the playoffs how does that meet That's your ears, professional athlete on the call? Yeah, I hate that so much. So <laughs> much. It's not just you, Josh. You're not showing at the cloud. Let me, you know what? Yeah, not let, let me give you some insider info on that. So there was a vote, Josh, and all of the coaches vote. Get a vote. Well, Sorry, not the coaches get a vote. The athletic directors get a vote. But it's really they ask the coaches what they want. And they unanimously, with the exception of me, voted to expand the playoffs. And my recommendation was to not. So everybody wanted it. So are you just the curmudgeon, Josh? I don't think this is worth the players' time, the refs' time, the the bus fee to get the people there, the 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 you know the global footprint of wasting the gas, the carbon footprint of getting them there. There's no benefit of this. I don't think the three and twelve team is going to go into Humber and beat them. So again, this is just a big old meaningless game, so they can go. You know, it wasn't that great of a season, or worse, scared. Here's what I'm just thinking in my mind now. Now I'm fired up. They're going to say we made the playoffs, but we lost to Humber, and Humber medaled, so we were. We're right there, Garrett. We were right there in our three and twelve season, but we just had a bad playoff draw. We came across the best. You shouldn't even have been in it. It was a waste of time to play that game. 
I like when Josh gets fired up. Now I'm annoyed. I like when Josh gets fired up too. And now, Josh, scenario this. Say you're in the three and twelve spot. You want in? No. No. You don't want in. Like, no, you're like, you I'm out. I don't even want to play this game. <laughs> you should have to like work for it. This is just like a participation. Like they're trying to mix participation and high performance here. And I'm just, I'm not on board with this. This is why in like youth volleyball in the OVA, you tear it because everyone's playing meaningful matches. And believe me, the kids in Trillium don't know they're playing Trillium. They think they're trying to win a tournament. And that's awesome for the spirit of sport. But this is the OCAA where it's a 20 team league and 16 are going to make the playoffs. Yeah. 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 You're not right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know what to tell you, Josh. I tried, man. I tried. <laughs> I don't know. They outvoted us. So I, I guess that you're like, are we one. the idiots? I don't know. There, I don't there know, must Brandy. be something I'm not seeing. But I don't know. And, and it's not like they don't play a lot. They play 18 games or something this year, Garrett. Like, so it's not a three and 12 example. It's like three and 15. This team's going to go and they're going to make the playoffs. Dang. It's a pretty good record, though. I mean, come on. They got three <laughs> wins. Like, let's go. I mean, they, they come on. Like, let's okay. Let's get on board, Josh. Let's get on board. Let's turn that anger into motivation. Let's get the three and fifteen team to get the upset, Josh. Let's root for that team. Let's go. If I'm getting on board with this, I'm going to be in the stands. I'm going to be the only one in the gym watching this meaningful game, and I'm just going to have a banner that says sports. Because at that point, we're just cheering for sports. Gary. You're not cheering. <laughs> For a team, you're not emotionally connected. You're just like, woo, sports, participation, have fun. <laughs> you're 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 the you're the NPC character in the stands of a sports video game with the generic <laughs> sign that just says sports. That's you. <laughs> okay. Well, then what about the ten team World Tour Finals? They do pool play, right? You mean the, the best ten teams in the world that proved it over a season? Right. But then they go and lose three games or two games and then still make the playoffs? See, you're you're pulling at my, my heartstrings here, Garrett. So yeah, let's look man. at the format. How about that? So what it's it looks like two pools. So two pools of five, and then you lose two games and you make it in. Really? No. So they go looks straight like, to semis. They go no, straight to semis? Be, there's a no. small quarterfinal, not like a full one, and then semis. Yeah. Who's playing in that, well, Josh? They lost two games, at least. There's just not enough teams to kick it. 10 is a weird number. Why would they do yeah. 10 instead of like, yeah. Okay. 12. 12. That's yeah, a weird number. 12 teams. Let's go. You know what? Yep. They want more Canadian. pool play games because the pool play games are the marquee games of a tournament, right? I guess. No, not even. Are they? No, you want them more playoff games. Anyways, we're 45 I minutes think... in and we still haven't gotten to Brandy's clown of the week. I guess we're just so fired up about all the other clowns of the week. We <laughs> just can't move on. All right. Josh, while you're looking that up, let's go to Brandy's Clown of the Week because, like, let's give Brandy an opportunity here to join the fun. You're right, though. It is full pool play. Everybody plays four matches. You're right. It's full. That's what I'm saying, dude. If you're going to call one thing out, Josh, be consistent. (laughs) You could have a three-way tie for that spot. (laughs) 
you could have a three-way tie. Team goes, team goes one and three in pool play and makes it into the quarter. That's just because there's teams. That's different. It's true. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> but hey. Probably Can I just add in, Garrett, that only four teams are going to miss the playoffs, and currently in the OCAA, each conference has a winless team. Like, just to, like, magnify this even more, like, how inclusive this is. <laughs> yeah, so you, you can get, say that. You, get, you basically get two wins just for showing up because the, the colleges that will remain nameless are not going to win a game. Okay. I'm, I mean, you got to get that win, though. <laughs> And then go and win the beat the top seed. I'll get on board with the OCAA if people start Trevor crabbing these schools. When they're on the long bus ride to play them, you can say, slap a guarantee on that ass. We're coming away with a big dub this weekend. And then get a little attention, put a little pressure on it. But, you know, get the thing going. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) That's the All righty. Over to Brandy for Clown of the Week. Who you got? Who are you going to call out here, Brandy? Hello. Okay. Semi calling out multiple people in this. The first, and I'm not sure. I haven't listened to your most recent podcast because I don't know if anyone's called out the fact that we've now changed the ball. So that's great. And not happy about that random ball. Yeah. So how is the new ball? Not that I've played indoor in a long, long time, but it's like an indoor ball from what I remember. It basically is. That is awful. Yeah, it's got dimples. It's super cute. Like the colors are nice. But what color are they? What's the color? It's it's still blue and yellow, but the then there's like this like pinky. It's kind of pink, like kind of kind of red pink on it. Yeah. Like it looks. There's pink. There's the pink, pink on it. Yeah, there's pink on it. Like the beach. Pro Tour, like colors, that pink, blue, and yellow that they post everywhere. It's the ball now. Yeah. I'm looking it up right now because we did talk about it last week. We did talk about it last week, but I didn't look it up. You're going to have to go. Josh, was it your clown of the week last week? Yes. And and Brandy totally gets a pass here because as we're recording this, that episode hasn't been released yet. But Garrett, you're going to have to go to like Reddit to find this. Brandy, my biggest beef was... uh, the federations don't actually own the volleyball. So you being a top hundred player in the world, you were sent a couple of volleyballs, but like we're literally running around Downsview trying to chase these things. As I imagine you are at your training session because between you and Mel, you have four volleyballs to prepare for a professional season. And so that was my part B of the clown of the week on VC because we only got those balls like two days ago. <laughs> like literally last weekend, I think. Okay. So, so yeah. let me just summarize the situation then. There's a new ball. I can't find a, an image of it. Like, exactly. It's that. There's no image. Macassa yeah. new beach ball. That's got to be just the search terms, right? Should I search something it. else? I can't. We need an image of it. You don't, there's none available. Mm-hmm. You're playing the first tournament with it. Next right? week. Next week. Next week. So when this episode airs, you will have already played the tournament with the, the new ball yeah. that you you got two of for free 
Yeah. But only two days ago, somehow. Yeah, well, we've had like four or five practices now. Yeah. Okay. So one of the week situation there. <laughs> Can you imagine if the NBA changed yeah, their is- basketball? Exactly. <laughs> and they didn't, they just secretly changed it. And then you tuned in one night and the Raptors are playing with a new ball that they just got and it, and it plays different. Could you imagine that? And it plays different. Like it bounces higher or something. Yeah. What, a, how ridiculous yeah. would that be? Yeah. What other sport yeah, does like that? I, no other sport. Like I'm laughing, but I'm pissed. Sorry. I'm like, like in hockey. Insanity. Other sport, I, I, like this is the ball. This is not like some random thing. Like this is literally the thing, but the only thing we really need, other than a net. It's the only and, thing. And and yes, somehow decided to do that with it. Wild. Imagine in <laughs> hockey, they change the puck. They change the color of the puck. Imagine they make it white. They make the puck white now. That would be incredible. <laughs> Like, or you add add dimples to the puck <laughs> so it floats. It floats now when you shoot it. It's like air hockey. It's going to be great. So, Garrett, I, I was talking to one of the provinces uh, last week uh, about it because they're supposed to use it for their beach tour. Uh, they were told they won't have them this year at all because not only is there a supply chain issue, but they want the athletes to test it out first. So, like, a province who actually works with this ball won't get it till next year. So, you know, as a federation, we have – I'm running around Downsview chasing these freaking things. We're probably not going to have more until June. Uh, Brandy has two. So, I, I'm just predicting, Garrett, the first tournament of the year – these are going to go stolen. Someone's breaking into the volunteer room. No ball is going to be left on site because the players just need to practice with the ball more. It plays way different than the old ball. I'll say that. So even like mixing them in in practice, it's not the same Garrett. Like it feels different. It plays different. Like it's, it's, it's so, nuts. So Brandy, I'll tell you what it looks like. Like my Josh sent me an image. Now he found it, Josh mid episode. So let me tell you what I think it, what I think it plays like based on a look and you confirm or deny. So it looks like it plays way faster and it floats way more, which in the wind is probably crazy. Yeah. Am I close? Yeah, no, that's pretty much what it is. And it's just like a little bit to me. I don't know if this is a real thing or not, but it feels more slippery, obviously with the, like, just I feel like the old one had more grip because it didn't have those dimples and it wasn't like the shiny indoor type of ball where this one Wait, is spot on. Like, it's not it's not the leather of the old ball. No, it's it's similar to the cover of the newest indoor ball. Yeah. No, like, almost plasticky. Yeah. They're yeah, not plastic. even going to last that long. Those things are going to shred in maybe one season. I kind of think so, too. They don't seem like they would last that long. And I think one of the ones we practiced with was barely circular. Like, it's just not. <laughs> it, it, it's going to need some breaking in. Yeah. <laughs> that is awful because the ovular balls are so bad. They're so bad. When it's an oval, it's the worst thing. Throw it out. But you got to play with it. Oh, we always have four. You have four of them. Are they all ovals? 
No, no, only one. Oh, only one. Okay, 25%. Oh, my God. Okay. Is there one positive in this that we're going to see some massive bounces? I think you are, Garrett. Like, I, I, I like your comment about how you think it floats more. It has a higher float point. Like, the old ball you could hit, like, in the high 50s, and you can see it wobble. This one, maybe it's the downsview effect. Okay. Like, with guys have to, like, hit it a little bit harder. Guy, okay, you're well, losing. No. The, well, I don't know. Like, flo- like, the speed? You mean? Like, it won't float if you just, like, bop it. You have to hit it. So more guys are going to be, like, or, or women. Even Brandy's working on her spin serve. I think you're going to see more athletic plays because this ball is more fun to, like, hit and try to smash. Where I think dipping and diving this ball, it's not as beneficial because it doesn't, like, you can't control it as much as, like, the leather one, in my opinion. Yeah, that's pretty spot on. Yeah, so if you got to float it harder on the mm-hmm. small court, you got to be really precise if you want to hit a good float where it's probably yeah. then easier to hit a spin serve in. Yeah. No, I think so. Uh, definitely Wild. that drop that you can get with the old ball, it's, you're kind of missing it. Like the consistency on that, you're missing it a bit, but yeah, good time to learn how to spin serve. There's like one panel on this thing that's pink. Like... The picture I sent you, it's on the other side. Yeah, so that's that's following the paneling this way, Garrett. It's on the side of the wall. It actually does look pretty sharp. Okay, but it is pink, right? It's not red. I think it's pink. I think it's like a gradient, like almost like pinkish to orange. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah, because we kept calling it the pink ball. And I'm like, this is a wild exaggeration, but (laughs) (laughs) people are going to see it and they're going to be like, that's not a pink ball. There's like pink dots. Five. There is some pink on there, and I think it looks nice. Yeah, it looks really good. Gosh. So there's the positive here, and it looks nice. It looks like a beach ball. It's got some colors on it. I I disagree. I, I fully disagree. Like, what, you know, what do they teach you in art school? You know, like, I don't know. Like, blue and yellow. It's the primary colors. There's no... I don't know. Blue and yellow and white. It was like, okay, cool. We're going to brand the FIVB's colors were blue. So it was kind of like in line, right? That the yellow highlight. And then now we're like, we're not going in a totally different direction. We're just like kind of, we're just like sidestepping it a little bit. (laughs) It's like, let's, where's the green one? Get the green one back out here. You know, like that was kind of neat. You changed the color with the cool, but like, oh, I, I hate it. Did we hate the last ball change? I don't think as much. What was the last ball change? I didn't get to play with anything before the last. Well, other than the oh, Wilson. They, they had the old green and blue and white ones yeah. with the old FIVB logo. I didn't get to play with that one. Yeah, like, but I don't think it was that big a jump between that one and the, I, I guess the now old. I don't even, how do we, you know what? I'm flustered ball. by this. Josh, you're fired up, up by the playoff thing. The ball is nonsense. I would just like to give a shout out to Simone Factor-Boutin, who uh, he's expressing his career. Garrett, he's now played with three different Macasas, so you know that's quite the legacy he's led. You know, pretty, it's pretty impressive. What? What does that mean? Just to play with three Macasas means you've probably played like fourteen years on the tour. Well, I've played with like twelve different Macasas. <laughs> 
Does that they make me good? Changed, they haven't changed the model 12 times, Garrett. They've changed the model like three times in our era. No, but I've played with like indoor. If you include indoors, you want to include day. indoors? Okay, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Like what? But Longev, okay. You know what? So, so by that logic, Simon Facto-Boutin, you've surpassed Marquise for best career of a Canadian men's beach volleyball player for just purely on the number of Macassas you played with. I think by that logic, it means that either Marquise or possibly Garrett may have to make a comeback to challenge this. Because if you played this year, Garrett, you would have played with the new ball, and that would be three Macassas for you as well. There you go. Well, I haven't officially announced my retirement, so <laughs> we're, we're still we're still holding out a hope. I need to lose twenty pounds probably, so I got to get on that. But uh, if that ever happens, I may make an appearance. But it's gonna Just be tough, Brandy. Play with the two different balls all year. That's also fun. Yeah, that's brutal too. Well, you could just design your practices around three balls because you shouldn't use the oval one. (laughs) (laughs) That over killer when you get it and you got to serve and you're like, this is not a circle ball. I don't know where this is going to (laughs) go. Yeah. Would you rather be serving that one or have to pass inside that one out? I don't know. I don't know. I doubt after that. It's just trying to get that bad. (laughs) Well, I mean, I had other stuff we wanted to talk with you about, Brandy, but we're at we're kind of near we're at the end of the episode, so we're we're we gotta we gotta shut her down. But I feel like we gotta have you back to uh, cover some of the other stuff. There's so, so many things we didn't talk about, and it was just flowing. Gosh, well, Brandy, thanks so much for joining us. I I uh, it's very nice of you to come and, and hang with us um, because we know that you've got a hundred thousand Instagram followers and. You know, Sharp Cuts is uh, has the same number of subscribers as episodes. So, you know, we understand it's a bit of a step down for you. So you're doing us a favor. So thank you so much for coming out. You're hilarious. No, I'm so happy to be here. And thanks for uh, hitting me up and inviting me. It's always an honor. Well, that uh, no, that is we know that's just a nice it's an honor, Josh. It is an honor. I really I literally go volleyball through you guys in terms of what the hell is going on outside of a bump set pass and block so oh gosh that's pressure okay we better pick it up josh next episode because if brandy's listening to us for volleyball news we are in trouble well that'll do for this one thanks again brandy great having you yeah let that sink in josh anything else you want to say to the people What's the point of this show if we're not updating the people, Gary? Like, why would anyone tune in? No, I meant we're in trouble. Like, we got to get better. Oh, okay. Because, or, or you, okay. No, hey, we're doing great. Thanks. Because everybody's still <laughs> listening at this point. So, right? It's that, it's that point. So everyone's going to listen. If you're still listening, comment down below. Let us know. Yeah. But don't okay. give us one of those weird comments, okay? We've been through that already. We don't want to see any of those. But if I have a great chin, you should let me know. Um, yes. All right. Well, let's get out of here before this this devolves any further. So thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for listening. And we hope to see you next time.